You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, Allison, it is about my birthday. Oh, God, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, like, I didn't, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but like, I went out yesterday and, and like, everywhere had sales. Oh, that's so weird. Just for your birthday? Yeah, my birthday was yesterday, uh, Friday the 24th, and um, it's just like everywhere had sales. It's just National Courtney Celebration Day. And Allison, I think, you know, America misses me. Oh, yeah? Because I, I used to live there, and I think they used to call me um, Old Stuffin'. What? Because everyone down the States on my birthday eats a lot of stuffing. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, it's it, it felt good to be loved. I'm glad. I'm glad that you had that in your life on your birthday. Now I don't. No, now it's over and it's just regular world just not giving a shit about any of us. Now it's me down in the basement with my blanket fort alone talking to you over Google Hangouts. Yep, that's that's how we do. That's the way it should be. <laughs> uh, so um, we watched yet another episode of The X-Files. Hey, really? Yeah, we we did the ding-dang thing. Oh, gosh. Can you remind me what it's out by uh, talking about that Descriptiano, Allison? Yeah, okay. So we watched season five, episode seven, Emily. And here is the Netflix description. Scully and Mulder search for a cure for Emily's illness as two shapeshifters appear to be involved with prolonging her worsening condition. I guess. Mm, I, I guess. Hey, so I watched this episode a cold week ago. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> That's okay, though. I just, I literally am fresh off the app and I'm going to walk you through it. Okay, good. I have some notes, but I, uh, I don't. Mm. Oh, I do remember the beginning, though. Yeah, it starts in a Shania Twain music video. <laughs> hey, Jillian, I just really want you to walk across this sand dune. No reason. And she's like, again, I'm getting sand in it. No, Chris Carter's like, mm, yes, the sand dune, it pleases me. Yes, mm, walk more slowly. And I remember she finds her cross necklace in the sand there. Yeah, and she talks about how her past is her future and her future's her past. Huh? That's what she talks about. Okay. God damn this Chris Carter doublespeak, <laughs> my dude. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I didn't mean anything. Uh, now, I have written down a new crop of boys just came in after this. Did they? Do you remember? I don't know. Just a new crop of boys. Oh. oh, yeah. Uh, there was. So um, Mulder is heading to the, the child care facility where Emily is. And there's just, a, there's just a little train of little boys walking through. <laughs> Just a boy parade. Just a fresh crop of clean, lean boys. <laughs> now, uh, what also happened for my birthday is my favorite thing, the Courtney Dog Show. Oh, the Courtney Dog I Show. I call it. Yeah. I mean, it's on TV and dogs from all over the world parade around for me, for my pleasure. <laughs> um, is this what this was? Like a boy? A boy yeah, show? Yeah, boy, it's a boy show. So they check, check, their, check their glands, check yep. their teeth. We can make him walk around. <laughs> a, a, a beautiful woman in a pink pantsuit parades them around. Check their posture. <laughs> the the weird thing about that dog show, Allison, they lift them up by their butthole. What? Explain. Okay, so the little dogs, the like terriers and toy group, uh -huh. um, they're very tiny, mm -hmm. and and they're a very rotund. Uh, uh, judges who might have trouble bending down to check the teeth and glands of said dog. Okay. So they pick them up. And <laughs> they don't pick them up like 
if you pick them up like you pick up a regular dog around the middle, it musses with their hair. Mm-hmm. So they pick them up uh, by the asshole. So they just like stick a finger right in there and wave them around like a finger puppet? One, it's one finger up, <laughs> one finger up the butt, one finger by the neck. Just oh. whoop. No, Courtney, yeah. no. Yeah, That's watch it. That's awful. I mean, it get, puts a little pep in their step, but. <laughs> well, of course it does. I mean, I guess if you're being like, you know, you get the good treats, I guess you don't mind. No, you're like, I'm going to get that that lamb treat after this. Mm-hmm. The other thing I noticed uh, in the Courtney Westminster dog show is, uh, so you don't have any, if you're, if you're one of those people taking the dogs around, mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of pockets mm-hmm. because you're usually a uh, very well-dressed woman in, in a pantsuit. And as you know, Allison, the patriarchy makes sure that we don't have any pockets. Yes, of course. In our pantsuits. So they keep their treats moist in mm-hmm. their mouth. Uh, so no. it like yeah so it looks like you're like dividing up some tobacco chew for your dog corny you can't you hey you can no but you shouldn't all bets are off during the courtney westminster dog show which happened on my birthday that's horrible and you should be ashamed of yourself i'm sorry i don't make the rules wait i do because it's my birthday <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about uh, Mulder uh, and this visit to Emily. So Mulder goes into the room where Emily and Skelly are hanging out, and he's like trying to say hey. He's like, "Hey, Emily, I'm Mulder," and then she doesn't look at him or say anything. And Skelly's like, "Oh, she's just shy." And I'm like, "No, she's not shy. She just has taste. She she knows." <laughs> And then he's like, what are you coloring? And she's like, a potato. And I'm going to blow that shit wide open. Yeah, let's talk about this potato. Later, it closes in and it's a house. (laughs) I just thought it was like a red square potato. No, it's a brown house with a red roof. And I am on to you, the (laughs) X-Files. You've lied to me one too many times. Do you think they just, like, wanted to be saccharine, or, like, just, like, sweet and, like, El potato. Who draws and because a- da- <gasps> because Because uh, David Duchovny says, well, I can make a potato face real good. Let's make it a potato. Nobody in their right mind would color a potato. It's just brown. It's a brown circle. <laughs> With a lot of eyes. It is in no way interesting or stimulating. Well, I guess a potato could be stimulating, depending on what you do with it. Uh, there I go. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Courtney King Corner. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Who who out there is into potatoes? Tell me about it. <laughs> PEI, I'm looking straight at you. <laughs> yeah, you know they get nasty with a root vegetable. <laughs> Um, I have written down, they have a conversation about how Emily came into this world, right? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't know. Emily's drawing her potato house. Yeah. And Mulder made a stupid face, which was stupid. I wanted to punch it. And then, like, Mulder's like, hey, yeah. Mulder says that the name of the surrogate mother was Anna Fugazi, because she really loves some fresh punk music. (laughs) <laughs> and um <laughs> and then Scully's like, "Well, how did that happen?" And Mulder's like, "Well, they just they it did." <laughs> yeah, Scully says, "How did she come into this world?" And I look at her and she's 100% a test tube baby. That face was squished against a couple of beakers, I tell you what. Well, later on, we're going to see exactly what happened. Yeah. Um they go to the baby hearing. Yes, they <laughs> and the guy at the baby hearing, he says, what does the FBI stand for? Fucking big idiots. <laughs> I don't remember that part. No, he says Federal Bureau of Imagination. Oh, I like, I like the other one better. first. <laughs> yeah. And that's, this is, okay, so Mulder is trying to say why Skelly should get to have the baby. Um and he's trying oh, to explain no. all of this alien science stuff to this guy. And here's where he he breaks out a throwback 
and a secret that Skelly was not aware of because he never told her. Now, Courtney, I don't know if you remember that moment that we got really, we had a lot of feelings about when he Mm -hmm. decided to hashtag pocket that over. (laughs) Was that uh, in the mine was it in the mine with the little alien babies i don't remember who was the in the mine i just remember like he found skelly's ova yeah and he never yeah. told her but he just slipped it into his pocket as they hugged that's right that's and it was right. so weird and he dang does it again in this episode but anyways he tells this guy you know uh the government done scraped out all of skelly's ova so she can't have any babies but what they do <laughs> with those ova oh we don't know someone took all her ovum. How dare they? As well, while Mulder goes home and there's a little ovum in a in a, I could imagine he puts it in a locket. Like, does he? Because does he not even remember that he has it? He has to. It's around a chain around his neck at all times. He grabs more in this app. <laughs> Maybe he's like a trophy hunter. Oh, gross! Ovum are the most dangerous game, Allison. They are the least dangerous game. <laughs> I don't know. You got to go way up in there. I don't, I don't want to go way up in there. That's hard. That's tough to crawl right up in there and get one. Nobody wants to go right up in there. <laughs> you got to use the right type of uh, 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 apparatus to shoot it down or it might just explode. It's very tiny. <laughs> you got to stay on target. And think about taxidermying this thing, right? It's a very, very tiny ovum. So Scully is uh, shocked by this news and she sits there at the table and she goes, my ovum? (laughs) Now, Allison, can I just ask if uh, your best friend in the world said to you, hey, Allison, I have a part of your body. Yeah. And you... You don't, you don't know about like I have some cells. I have some Allison cells. Wouldn't that be like a deal breaker for you? Oh yeah, like if someone had given me a hug while pocketing my ovum <laughs> and failing to disclose that to me, we'd be done pretty quick. I mean, people with ovum, I don't know, people who produce sperm, I mean, that's like, you get billions of them, right? Oh, yeah. That's just, you can grab some of that whenever you want. I mean, we can go to, you can go into a hotel room, shine those special lights, and just scoop them right off of the bed. Oh, totally. But, like, people who produce ovum, we just, we get a certain amount, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta count them. We got, I number mine. I leash them. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I number them. Oh, what month uh, when I menstruate? Oh, it's number uh, 132 millions. Great. Mine are color-coded. Cool. <laughs> Ooh, blue. I'm like a gosh upon. <laughs> well, you know, you see those uh, menstruating um, uh, uh, pads and stuff where they pour the blue liquid oh, over Oh, yeah, top? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I don't know. Month. It's just a blue month. <laughs> Chartreuse is the one that freaks me out the most, actually. Personally. I like the, the, this additional leap that if I color code my ovum, then the blood also will be that color. If you had that option, would you do that? Oh, yeah. 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 Because, like, I don't know. Not to get blue, but <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but what comes out of me ain't. Really open up my craving options during my menstruation. What do you mean? Well, because usually I crave things that are red. No. Yeah. What? I'm like, oh, I, I gotta get some cranberry juice inside of me. What? Excuse yeah. me. Really? Yeah. Does that Weird. not happen? I'm not a vampire, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. Apparently. And when I have blood coming out of me, I got to drink replacement blood, a.k.a. cranberry juice and sometimes cran raz. <laughs> cran raz to spice it up a little. Oh, yeah. I just, I eat a lot of squash um, when I have my period. Oh, so I don't what? get constipated. Well, so I don't get constipated. Oh, that's fair, But that's just me and my movements. I mean, like, as you know, I have the opposite problem, even around yes. that time of the month. 
This is a whole big mess. A blue mess down there. (laughs) (laughs) Just blue everywhere. Talking about this mess, I think they go to Bill Scully's house next, correct? Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Never mind. I'm wrong. They go to Bill Scully's house. (laughs) They go to Bill Scully's house. I just didn't write any notes about that because it was boring. (laughs) Do you remember what happened? Oh, probably Bill just calls Mulder out, right? No. No. Oh, he doesn't say like... Scully, this man had your ovum. He had it in a necklace around his neck. He is wearing your ovum right now like a trophy. <laughs> Sadly, right? no. No. No? Damn, Scully just gets damn. a phone call. Uh-huh. And then Mulder tracks it, and it's coming from the, the kids' home. It's coming from inside the kids. Uh, So they rush over to find Emily to make sure nothing happened to her. And uh, she is sweaty as hell. Oh, and she got that pomple. Ah, she's got someone, someone done came in and buried a gusher in her neck. (laughs) Is that a spit take? I I, almost, almost got, (laughs) almost got nice tea all over my lovely microphone. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) that's that was my fault i should not have done that Uh, (laughs) i did dribble all over my face uh so what was with this gusher uh someone just went in they just took a little scalpel they had their little gusher from their little packet and they just put it right in her neck is this the mountain dew is this the mountain dew so they go uh they take her to the hospital and the doctor uh wait allison uh sorry 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 where did they take her oh to the hospital Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. They take her, <laughs> they take her to the hospital, and um, this is my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> the doctor says to Mulder and Scully, "Are you the parents?" And Mulder, without missing a beat, says, "Bye, <laughs> peace, see ya." Leaves? I gotta do <laughs> like. Uh, uh. No, he just kind of sidesteps so that the doctor, he steps around so he's standing behind the doctor and the doctor is only looking at Skelly. (laughs) But he just vanishes. The sense of like, peace was so palpable. He just throws a smoke bomb down and is like, ah, you cannot see me. (laughs) Yeah, it is very good. Uh, Adult, I have written here, adult face baby has killed her first, but not her last. <laughs> yes. So uh, a nurse goes to take a biopsy, or a doctor goes to take a biopsy of the gusher, and it squirts <laughs> that that hot Mountain Dew all over her face. Oh, God. Truly oh, awful. Oh, God. And and it's just she can't do the dew, right? No, she can't do the dew at all. She can't handle it. She can't handle the dew. And so it gets all over her face, and she dead? No, she's... Uh, we never get confirmation that she dies. She's just like in and out of consciousness in an ice bath. And then we never hear about her again because, you know. Because why would we? <laughs> exactly. We only have a, a hot 45 minutes, Chris Carter. Why would we care about <laughs> other female characters? We have yeah. too many of them already. Oh, we have absolutely. Scully and uh, Bill's pregnant wife. And Scully's uh, mother. And, oh yeah, Scully's mother and baby face Emily Limecat. Yes, yeah, Limely. Okay, Limely. Um, so what's there's a big kerfuffle here. I remember it's about the old the other doctor. Yeah, so he is refusing to give up her medical records. The old doctor at the other other from hospital. The, yeah, from the other hospital, from the pharmaceutical company. Yes. Um, and he's not going to give up any of her records. And Scully says, well, that's that's against the code of ethics. And um, then the, the nurse that's, like, talking to Scully, like, blows up her spot and says, uh, well, they said that you don't have any jurisdiction anyways. Damn. Oh, shit. Medical drama. <laughs> it's crazy anatomy up in this bitch what's the hey what oh it's er do you remember er i do remember er that was when we were growing up and george clooney was guys george clooney was on the airwaves he, he was, was on tv 
He was on TV. He was a hot doctor. It's crazy. Ooh. I don't remember a lot about that show, but I do remember George Clooney. Oh, yeah. Not not him being handsome or anything. I just remember George Clooney. Was Chris O'Donnell on ER? Oh, I want to feel it. Was he a paramedic? I don't know. I feel like I imagined I so. it. Because my teen... <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to imagine any actor in any tv series it would be uh chris o'donnell especially because he played robin in 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 a few of the batmen uh yes oh so good and he had those nips it was the he whole did thing have those mm, just those mm. Mm, he had those nips though speaking of hunting body parts please i would i would hunt i would i would take those nips just lock on target i would i would take those nips and Hang them above my, on my ceiling of my bedroom. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, that's weird. You know what else is also weird? <laughs> what? Mulder, hey, Mulder decides to deal with this whole doctor thing by himself. Oh, my by God. By beating the shit out of him in front of people? Courtney, I could not get over the slaps that he was doing. <laughs> They're not slaps. They're like half slap, half karate chop. He's like using the side of his hand. I didn't remember that. It didn't make any sense. It was so weird. Slap, slap, slap. Now, does he or does he not pull out his gun as well? Yeah, he absolutely pulled out his gun. In front of people. Oh, yeah. Well, people open the door because they're like, oh, is there a kerfuffle going on in here? Oh, he's got a gun. Oh, my God. Like, okay. In a world, in a world... Where the FBI can just, like, can the FBI just do that? Without I don't know. Pro- I feel like it was pretty extracurricular. I-, <laughs> I mean, let's, I mean, Mulder does a lot of things that is extracurricular, and this one might be the most legal of them. That's true. Uh, but I also remember, I have written down anyway, Mulder calls him a medical rapist? Yeah, he does, because he's saying, like, oh, you take these women and you put ovum in them and then you impregnate them and you're a medical rapist. I'm going to just take a broad leap and say this is one of the few episodes where they use the word rapist. Yeah, absolutely. Where there's, where, where in actuality, there are many other episodes where there are actual rapists. And no one gives a shit. And they don't use that word. They take him out to share concerts. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I, s- I still can't get over that one. Oh, my God. Um. So Mulder, uh, he waves the gun around. The guy's busty and they're like, oh, sir, you can't do that. And Mulder says uh, to the doctor, he says, I'll be back. Like, uh, <laughs> like the like the Terminator, Courtney. You like know, the... like, you know, like the huh? Terminator. Mm, doesn't ring a bell you know he says uh, it like um like the terminator says it in the oh, hit movie the no, terminator no that's the one where uh uh arnold schwarzenegger is a cop and then he uh is a teacher he's undercover as a teacher right oh no that's later on in the episode when they say it's not a tumor <laughs> who is your daddy and what does he do <laughs> I got to tell you, Allison, I was this close to be being in Kindergarten Cop. Oh, by the way. What? Uh, it was filmed in outside of my uh, town, Castle Rock in Washington. And a lot of my friends in elementary school uh, were background kids. <gasps> we're background boys. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I know. You could see my my uh, my best bud, uh, Jaslyn. She has just big red hair you see her uh in one of the scenes playing on the toys so what's going on you didn't make the cut uh i was unfortunately out of town for that specific i was on vacation oh that's a shame yeah but apparently they came to the school like our elementary schools around saying hey we're casting and we'll pay you and feed your kids and it's union rates and yeah right it's a good racket right 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 um, can I also tell you, I think, uh, is there anything else about this scene? Because I really no. want to go on to the next scene. Because I, I just, ooh, let's I do just, it. Mm, adult <laughs> baby is in the bed. 
Mm-hmm. She's very, she's very sweaty, and everyone's very concerned about her, Allison. Yes, but I'm not. I'm not worried about adult baby because she is watching uh, the cartoon uh, Life with Louie. Yes, she is. Oh my god, an autobiographical cartoon of comedian and Renaissance man uh, Louie Anderson. Louie Anderson. <laughs> Uh, and I was just interested, um, hold on a second. I was just interested, like, why? Was this on Fox as well? Do you think? Oh, yeah, I think it must have been. It must have been. Because what if, this is like a crossover to be all crossovers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Allison. Do you know what that means, Courtney? What? What? Life with Louie. Is part of the snow globe universe. Louis Anderson is a figment of a small boy's imagination. Yes, absolutely. Because it can't just be the cartoon; it all also has to be the comedian and Renaissance man Louis Anderson, which the cartoon is based off of. Because as it's, well, it's autobiographical. It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> Allison, left is right, up is down, dogs are cats. I just, everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put my hat on my feet and then get eaten by a hamburger. (laughs) Now, Life with Louie did uh, run three seasons, Mm -hmm. 1995 to 98. That's when we were blessed. Uh, But I do have a question for you. Allison, were you a Life with Louie girl or a... uh, Bobby, what, what what was it? What was it? Bobby's World. Bobby's World. Bobby's Did you World. Watch no, Bobby's World. I think I was definitely on that life with Louis tip. <laughs> hey, I could have guessed. <laughs> okay, I don't know. He was a funny, rotund boy, and so was I back then. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> kind of annoying. Complained a lot. That was me. That's Bob- me now. Bobby's World was all style, no substance. It was. It was a lot of style. It was. Uh, it had. It borrowed a lot from Twin Peaks. Yeah. I felt. Um, and life with Louie had those real lived experiences of Louie Anderson behind him. So you knew you were like, getting something real. Like this episode, uh, episode twenty six in season two. For Louie's birthday, his grandma gives Louie a sweater, which she made for him. While trying to write a thank you letter, Louis decides to instead play with his friends. When he finally writes the letter, he finds out his grandma has died. Oh, that's bleak. <laughs> that's a hard lesson. That's that's real. That's real. That's real that's, real. That's some real shit, Courtney. I know. Louis meets in episode 24. Louis meets a Joker whose Aura's ex boyfriend, Marty Kazoo. Aura, however, isn't too happy about the new friendship. Like, there's this is like, fuck, this is better than friends. This like situation comedy ex boyfriends, ex girlfriends, <laughs> all getting together. Grandma's dying. Life with Louis, come on. Courtney, you know what it was? What? Life with Louis wasn't just about Louis, it was about life. <laughs> But Louis Anderson was also there. Yeah, he was also there. Yeah, he was steering the ship, the life I, ship. You know what? I feel that's an analogy for all of our lives, Allison, because Louis Anderson is in all of our lives. There, he's just there. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> just like a little fairy whispering in our ear. Oh my God! Ah, uh, there's an episode about Mother's Day. Andy's mother comes to visit for Mother's Day. Meanwhile, Aura gets sick. And Louie does all her jobs so she doesn't have time to buy her gift for Mother's Day. This is just, like, sad. This is all sad, Allison. Well, it's also a comedy, so you have to remember that there's comedy coming out of all of these moments. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How about this one? Louie takes a dog from someone that has been trained to be a guide dog. Oh, my God. Louie? He takes it. (laughs) The 90s were wild. Louis learns one of his friends is an orphan. Allison! Allison, what's happening? Okay, uh, you guys are going to have to uh, follow up with us on our upcoming podcast. Life, Life with, with Louis. Life with Allison and Courtney. I think I want to be ejected back to Bobby's world. 
I think that's what's okay, going to happen. Okay, we're going to okay. return to Bobby's world. We're going to get on our tricycle. Oh back boy! There. Okay, uh, so Courtney, what happens? They yes. have to do it. They have to do a test on um, on little uh, adult baby Emily, whose name I forgot. <laughs> adult baby. They're going to have to put her in the cube. And do you know why that is, Courtney? Why? Bad children go in the cube. <laughs> No, mommy, no. No, into the cube with you. No. Bad babies with gusher wounds go into the cube. You'll go in the cube and you'll like it. <laughs> it's an MRI Man. machine. It's just super old. It's really ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunky, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the MRI machines still do sound like that. But this one, they? they're a little more like organic and ovular now. Like you're going back into the womb. Um, but oh, this is a cube. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank it's God. A, it's a full on Jennifer Lopez cube situation. <laughs> Have you was ever been cubed? cubed? <laughs> I think I just imagined that Jennifer Lopez was in the cube and I don't think she was. I mean, I'm not going to Google it. I'm done okay. Googling after life with Louie. Have you ever been cubed, Allison? I have never personally been cubed. Hmm. Have you been cubed? Colin's been, Colin, no, Colin's been cubed, but he fell asleep. Is that well, weird? He knew that his sins were not as bad as those of other bad children. <laughs> who are placed in the cube. Who who must be placed in the cube for our safety and theirs. So he he went into the cube to get, uh, he had a knee thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got an MRI scan of uh, his knee thing. And we got like pictures and videos of it which were really cool because i was teaching science at the time in grade eight so we're teaching like body so i brought the mri video uh into my elementary class my grade eights and they're like oh cool uh it's bones and sinew and this sort of thing and then one of my kids pointed out something at the top of the screen Mm -hmm. and said miss shrum what's that and it was a testicle, Allison. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it was a, hey, it was a full out testicle. <laughs> just one? Just one just peeking down. Just one that oh, was hanging no. a little bit lower than the other. Oh, so I, I showed my grade eights a, a video of the inside of my husband's testicles. So, you know, if you, if you want to give the award for best teacher... You can hand it oh, over Oh, you've got right it here. for sure. I got it. <laughs> you know who I wouldn't give the award for best doctor to? Uh, th- who? This motherfucker. <laughs> what did he do? So she's got the brain worms is the thing. Um, and he says that uh, she has basically a neoplastic growth. Uh, okay. But he says it's not cancer. And that is factually inaccurate because a cancer (laughs) is just a malignant neoplasm. Um, And malignant means that it is fast growing and life threatening. So she has a neoplasm that is fast growing and life threatening. Therefore, it is cancer. You dipshit. I don't know, Allison. To me, it looked like she was filled with uh, some pasta (laughs) pozzola. Right? Didn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. She's definitely filled with the pasta fuzzle. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's cancerous. Like I eat that all the time. Oh yeah, no. It's just like sometimes bad children go in the cube and they get f- filled with pasta fuzzle. <laughs> hey, they sure do, and that was her problem. So maybe yeah. you know what? I'm gonna call you out on your science, Allison. <laughs> I think this doctor knows what he's talking about. You're right. You got me. She's full of pasta. It's my bad. I should go back to medical school. Oh, uh, what happens next? Well, Scully gets very upset about uh, this child the pasta having puzzle? veins full of pasta fuzzle. Okay. And um, the <laughs> the nurse says, uh, the nurse is giving her a hard time about not having any like actual jurisdiction over the kid. And the nurse says to Scully, Miss Scully, I'm going to tell you something that I think you're really not going to want to hear. You basic. (laughs) Get your Uggs and pumpkin spice latte out of here. Please, you need to leave. (laughs) 
That's good. Because because really, what jurisdiction does she have? None. None. Zero, no, right? No, zero. Nunzo. Nunzo. Because the, the social worker hasn't given Emily, like, she's not adopted yet or no, at all. No, yeah. Scully, Scully has, like, she is, a, like, genetically Emily's mother, but has absolutely no legal precedent. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I guess, like, because we have, um, in, in the real non-X-Files world, we have surrogates. Yeah. And they don't have, or, or egg donations or sperm donations, and you don't have any any rights over the child, correct? You sign yeah, away that. Yeah, uh, because when you, yeah, when you enter into that agreement, you do a lot of legal work to determine what that relationship is at the out like after the pregnancy um and that's like agreed upon by the parents and you know the the donor and the surrogate and whoever's involved and like lawyers so i i know i'm getting a little bit old allison because my facebook um ads have stopped showing me ads to become a surrogate oh god like from age 20 to about 30 or i'm gonna say 29 it's like hey do you have healthy ovum? <laughs> is your is your cube just ready to go? <laughs> Be a baby maker. Just put a butt in the oven there. Oh, I've never gotten those ads. Oh, really? Oh, my yeah. God. Gee, I have. I didn't wow. know how common that was. No, I've not, I haven't heard of it. Oh, there, was, there was that. Well, I didn't click on the advertisements. Maybe it was a scam, but it probably was. I don't know. Can we use your uterus as a hotel? Airbnb has gotten out of control, Allison. <laughs> they really have. Renting it for nine months. God. <laughs> what happens next? We need to talk about R.L. Stein's hacker gloves. <laughs> I forgot R.L. Stein was in this. He has yeah, hacker and gloves? He's wearing uh, leather fingerless gloves. Ooh. Hey, Allison. Ooh, yeah. Allison. Allison. Uh-huh. How was his kung fu, though? Oh, real bad. <laughs> so um, Mulder has made his way to uh, a old folks home. Okay. And he has found Anna Fugazi. And she old. <laughs> okay. She old as hell. Yeah. Uh, so Mulder gets his friend R.L. Stein to look up all the other ladies in this home and finds that they've all had uh, children recently. But they old, though. But they all very old. Um, mm. And then he also finds out that they are all on very high doses of estrogen and progesterone. So, like, birth control. Kind of? Hormones, like, that pregnant ladies have, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the more Mulder investigates, the more he doesn't like what he sees, and he finds this creepy room where there are six old ladies on beds, and he goes around touching them, uh, just checking out like their medical bracelets and like their uh, their estrogen drips and stuff. Ooh, ooh. And uh, then he goes to the ovum fridge. <laughs> okay. And he uh, he gets up in that oven fridge. He just and... cracks up a cold one, doesn't he? He's like, ooh, refreshing. Mmm, <laughs> Bud Light. Once you pop, uh... you can't stop. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, he pulls out a box and he opens it up. And inside there are these two containers. And he looks at the, the shipping uh, label for it. And there's a, an old lady's name. And then at the bottom, it says uh, Skelly, DK. <laughs> Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong Scully? I didn't know that was her first name, but I'm into it. <laughs> that explains why she's always eating bananas. <laughs> and throwing barrels at plumbers. And riding swordfish. That was such a good game. I'm so excited for the episode Minecart Carnage. <laughs> no, I hate that one. It's I so love it. Oh, oh, it gives me such a rush. So does that make Melissa Diddy? Yes. Okay, good. It, does that make Mulder candy? Yes. <laughs> does that make, does that, hey, hey, does that make Skinner that old Gramps? Yeah, it does. Damn. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so good. 
So DK Skelly, uh, her her personal matter is inside this container, and Mulder lifts it up, and you know what it is? Mm-hmm. That's a little fetus floating in some Mountain Dew. Oh my God! What does what does Mulder do with that little feed? He he puts it back. <laughs> well, I'm grossed out. You go back to the fridge, young sir. <laughs> you be careful, or I'll put you in the cube. <laughs> but. Does he pocket more of Scully's ovum? He does. He takes three little bottles of Scully's ovum in the Mountain Dew and he puts them in his pocket. So can we, I just want to put a score on the board for the folks here. Uh, Mulder officially has three ovum and Scully has zero ovum. Well, he's actually got four if you count the one he took. Oh, I forgot the fourth. He has four ovum. He has four more ovum than Scully has. That is so unfair. This is like, is this like an analogy for the patriarchy and how and reproductive rights? Like, is because that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> Unintentionally, yes. Yes. Yes, very. So Mulder uh, leaves and he runs into the police cop. The police cop. Yeah, the detective who tries to, he uh, puts Mulder up against the wall and sticks his gun right up against him. Oh, this is the very sexual boy fight, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know if I don't know if I would really call it a boy fight. Can I what would you call it sexual though? Yes, absolutely. I have three lines written down from mm-hmm. this uh boy scuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh give it to me slowly. Mm. Up against the wall and spread your legs. Yes. Okay. I wouldn't see I would say it was a very one-sided boy fight, but I would say it was extremely sexual. It was a, a it was a, a boy kerfuffle. Yeah, a boy sexual bo- <laughs> sexual boy kerfuffle. Yeah, um, and then, okay, so this is the part that gets me about this. The doctor comes in, and Mulder at this point knows he an alien. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Who an alien? What? He's one of the shapeshifters. Oh yeah, there's a you bunch know of them. That. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. That. The, the 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 two shadowy guys. Yeah. And the doctor are all alien sh- Are they like, they're not Scully's sons? They might be. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Anyone, they're- anyone's fair game for being one of Scully's children. So does that mean that adult-faced Emily is a hybrid between Scully and an alien? I think so, yeah. So they pumped the alien full of his one sperm and they put it and mushed it together with stolen ovum. Yeah. And it makes a baby? It makes an Emily? Yeah, it sure does. Now, I don't, I'm not sure how, like, cross-breeding works between species, but, like, wouldn't it look a little alien? Well, I don't know. They can look human, can't they? I guess they can. Well, can aliens shapeshift? I have no idea, Courtney. Oh. <laughs> I have no just, idea. Yeah, yeah. It, when a zebra and a horse fuck, it just looks like a horse with stripes, right? Mm, or when a wait, a, a wait, what? Say it again. When a, when a horse and a zebra fuck. Wait, co- it, Courtney, more huh? slowly. <laughs> oh, when a horse and a zebra fuck. Thank you. I meant I meant to say a donkey because then you can call it by its really fun name, a zonkey. Yeah, that is good. I like that. Right? Right? But then it looks like mom and dad. It's like a Disney recreation based on mom and dad, right? Yeah. But like, why do the alien hybrids look like humans? I guess the insides are alien? Courtney, you're, get- you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you're going to need to write a letter to Chris Carter. Dear Chris Carter, I have some issues with your hybridization. (laughs) Maybe it's like half alien, half human, but the human half is on the outside. Maybe. Yeah. Could (laughs) be. And it's cream cream filled on the inside. Oh, God. Filled with Mountain Dew. Mm -mm -mm. So um, Mulder says, he says to the detective, he says, don't use your gun on me. Put it on that man. And then the doctor's walking towards them and he says, just run. Don't use your gun. It won't work. Just run away. It's like, then why do you say to put it on him, Mulder? It doesn't make any fucking sense. 
And then doesn't the detective shoot him and then die because of the Mountain Dew? Yeah, the detective shoots him and then he's like, oh, you've activated my slime gland. And then all the Mountain Dew comes out of him. And the detective's in trouble. And he got all he got all acid burned. Yeah. Smoke. He got smoked out. And then What ha- happens? What happens? Well, and then the doctor Okay, Mulder runs away and then the doctor turns himself into the detective and he's like, Oh Mulder, don't worry, I took care of it. And then he goes and gets into the doctor's SUV, so Mulder's like, Oh no, a shapeshifter. <laughs> Okay, this is, Allison, I'm trusting you that this is what happens. It sounds a buck wild. Because I have no then, memory of this. And then Mulder goes to the hospital and he says, Scully, the detective's going to be fine. And they hug and he still has her ovum in his pocket. Ooh, maybe that's Mulder's kink. <laughs> so we are witnessing pocket the ovum part oh. deux. <laughs> Now, I have written down this child was not meant to be. No, she's dying. She's dying. What happens to her? Um, the, So her uh, pasta fazool is becoming more serious. <laughs> it's a little dry. It got overcooked. <laughs> it's not uh, el dente anymore. <laughs> and Mulder and Skelly are talking. And Skelly's like, I don't know why someone would bring a child into this world just to, for them to die. And then Mulder's like, well, you got to love her. So maybe that's a reason, too. Uh, uh, okay, and cool. The worst part. Uh, the, I just about called you Skelly. The worst part, Courtney. Yeah. We crossfade into a stained glass picture of mary with jesus (laughs) and it's like y'all that was a different situation the original alien hybrid baby jesus (laughs) (laughs) oh y'all real subtle i tell you what but why did the why did emily die or is she dead yeah she died because the pasta fazool oh i thought she died because one of the shapeshifters injected her yeah they did Oh, okay, okay. But she died. And that but was is related. she dead? But is well, she dead, though? Well, huh? well, oh. Scully goes to open the... First of all, Mulder brings a bouquet, and it's fucking carnations and baby's breath, so thanks for trying, Mulder. I know you got that at a fucking gas station. <laughs> and there was a Slim Jim slipped in there, too. <laughs> I saw that. For if you get peckish. Um, <laughs> and uh, Scully opens the casket, and it's full of bags of sand. Allison! Just like baby Jesus, Emily arises and turns into sand. And on the 12th day, she comes out of her UFO and blesses us all. Amen. Exactly. Amen. I've I've read the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, I know about the Bible. There's a lot of sand in it, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) And fishes. There's a lot of fishes. I'm familiar with relevations. (laughs) I know about Mosey and the Arks. <laughs> oh, Mosey. <laughs> um, that's that big That's that big boat where all those animals fuck, right? <laughs> but not that's them unicorns. The unicorns <laughs> sin too much. <laughs> and the dinosaurs, too? We know what you do with those horns. <laughs> not cool. Not cool. Not cool unicorns. Um, so she dead, but she not dead. Well, she I dead? think she is dead, but they the they replace the body so that there's no proof except okay. for huh? the ovum in Mulder's pocket. <laughs> Mulder, it's weird. It's weird. He's just he's just waiting for the time to just he's waiting for five so he has like a full flush of ovum. You can't royal flush. Let's rate this fucker. Let's rate it. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I can sleep forever. Five is I will never sleep again. I give this a point zero zero three because I remember life with Louie. Uh, and then based on that alone and reading the Wikipedia descriptions of life with Louie, I'm going to sit awake at night a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means this is a great, well-written episode, to Excelsis Day, which is the worst episode we've ever seen. It was horrible. Um, I'm going to give this a four. 
Oh, okay. I gave the first half of this two-parter a five. Okay. And like like that, this is very run of middle of the road, but I do feel like at least the plotting and the pacing of it was decent. Yes, yes. It, it wasn't I, a total mess. It wasn't. The, the ending with the sand, didn't like. No. Call me Anakin Skywalker because I don't like me some sand. <laughs> 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be back. Um, <laughs> Get in the chopper. <laughs> um, yeah, I give it a four. That's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, Allison, you don't. You know who isn't fine, Allison? Who? The toxic lady. Oh. Nineteen ninety four. Let's do. Some personal X Files. Hell yeah! Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We wanna hear about your personal X Files. Allison, this comes to us from Skeptoid.com. I recommend by, uh, well, it's actually a really great podcast by Brian Dunning. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, you don't have to pay for it, but it is, I would recommend it. I would definitely recommend it because he's a 501 educational nonprofit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, television news lit up in the United States in February of 1994 when a 31-year-old woman, Gloria Ramirez, died in a hospital emergency room. She'd been acutely ill with advanced cervical cancer. When she began having pulmonary and respiratory problems, she called paramedics. Soon after, she was brought to the emergency room at Riverside General Hospital in Southern California. She passed out and never regained consciousness. So far, there had been nothing unusual or medically out of the ordinary. Now, I do want to set the scene, Allison, at this time. uh, I don't know what you've heard about Riverside General Hospital. (laughs) uh not much oh no it was it was a it was a slum it was a very uh uh underfunded and i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out of limb and say horribly run uh hospital it was very notorious through california yeah no that's that that makes sense yeah so let's go in a little bit deeper because this is where it gets a buck while okay one of the nurses drew blood from Ramirez and noted that it looked and smelt strange. Mm. Now, I, I don't know about you, but smelling blood, mmm. Oh, I gotta smell some blood when I t- <laughs> that's tangy. Mmm. Oh, no, no, not tangy. It actually had an ammonia like odor. Oh. And several people noticed manila colored crystals floating in the blood. Ugh. I know. While the emergency room fought to reverse Romero's rapidly deteriorating condition, some of the staff begin to fall, fall ill. Oh, Symptoms God. included dizziness and fainting, a cessation of burning skin, nausea, apnea, tremors, and paralysis. Guy, th- this is this is like this is from her blood. Uh-huh. This is like real life Mountain Dew blood, my friend Allison. <laughs> They activated her slime gland. <laughs> someone someone burst some gushers. Oh, God. Ramirez died. As her body was moved into isolation, those attending her also fell ill. The emergency room was evacuated to the parking lot. In all, 23 people became ill. Five were hospitalized. Oh, One wow. nurse was kept in the hospital for 10 days with tumors, or with tumors, with tremors, it's not a tumor, with tremors and apnea. The most seriously ill, a doctor in residence named Julie uh, Gorinsky, stayed in intensive care for two weeks, contracting apnea, hepatitis, pancreatitis, and necrosis of the bone marrow, which crippled her legs for months and required at least three surgeries. Oh, my God. Something is going down, and it's happening inside this woman the tele <laughs> now this is this is 1994 so television is there the cruise television crews came about the same time as riverside hazardous materials team arrived as Cal- southern california flew into a panic that a woman's body was knocking people out with its fumes 
It was hardly noticed that the hazmat team came empty-handed. They found nothing unusual inside the emergency room. They searched for every type of toxic substance they were equipped to find and detected nothing that could account for the staff's illnesses. The task fell to the coroner, whose pathologists were charged with autopsying the toxic body. It was the most unusual autopsy the county had ever seen. Doctors wearing full, airtight suits with respirators in a special sealed room. They took samples of everything, her tissue, her blood, even the air from the body bag she'd been in. And the final analysis? Nothing. The coroner's office found nothing inconsistent with a victim of cervical cancer and, like the hazmat team, nothing that would have knocked out the hospital staff or have been harmful in any way. Hmm. The toxic lady, as it turned out, was not toxic at all. And by measures, the doctors knew to employ. So here's the big thing. The crazy thing or the the, the buckwild thing about the the toxic lady. um, She, we don't, we don't know. We have really no. We have it's never now. Riverside uh, again was not under great management, so they did things like the original blood sample that was taken from her never came to the light of day. Uh, the autopsy took weeks to do, and the uh, even the sh- the sheriff was there, and the hazmat suits, and there was a dispute over the coroner. The family, the Ramirez family, wanted to know what was happening, and the body was never turned over to them. It was, it's this big, big mess. Now, there's a couple theories of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. I have my own. Do you have your own? Can I, can, can you share with me? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a very well thought out one. It's just that it sounds like radiation. Ooh, that's a really good one. It sounds like those stories of when people find like something radioactive in a junk heap or something and they take it home and, and that if it affects everyone around them. That's a really, really good guess. I'm going to say the best guess. Some people said like it's it was a combination of drugs like of what she was taking and the drugs they gave her. That was one guess. The best guess that I've heard was it actually wasn't poor, poor Gloria Ramirez. It was someone cooking meth in the room beside this room. And the fumes got into the operating room. Oh my God, that's amazing. And that the, the conspiracy theory here is Riverside found out and hid it because they did not want their own reputation being tampered with. That's incredible. So poor Gloria Ramirez and her family never got answers. And, and she's forever known as this toxic lady. And like 23 people became ill and they blame her, this poor dead woman. Uh, but really, Riverside is hiding the truth, Allison. Oh, wow. That's good. I like that. That's a real X-File. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. A, actually, it is a real X-File. Um, so, Skeptoid, uh, Brian Dunnan, this is the, where I got most of my information. The Skeptoid Podcast 291. Um, the Dollop also does a great episode on Gloria Ramirez, and they talk about kind of the theories of, and the goof-ups of uh, the Riverside General Hospital. Um, I'll post some because uh, 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 this this case is so cool it is a real life x-file Mulder would just like go into the hospital snoop around steal some ovum and just like super investigate this one for sure absolutely yeah so i'll post that on our facebook page nice what's next allison let me try to predict what's coming next <gasps> it's predictions oh i see what you wah, did there wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Now let's recap the predictions, Allison, because I don't remember much about this episode, but I'm pretty sure I got a full raging point from this episode. Oh, yeah? Walk me through what your predictions were. I predicted that the doctors were behind it all, that there was this dark, shadowy 
government funded thing that was happening. I think I got that half point. Yeah, you nailed that. And I think one of the other points or half point was like a race for time with Emily passing away or dying or looking for a cure. Mm -hmm. I think I got that half point too. I think I'll give you that one. Yeah. So you, what does that put you at? I am at one and a half points, Allison, and you are at one and a half points. Oh, exciting. We got a tie. So now it's time for season five, episode eight, Kitsungari. Kitsungari? Kitsungari. Like a a kitsune? (laughs) I don't know. I may uh, not be pronouncing it uh, correctly. Okay. I I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would not surprise me, given that a kitsune is a Japanese fox spirit. Oh, is it? Kitsu- yeah. But it's got a G with it. Kitsune gari? I don't know what the gari part is. Oh, I don't know. I can... Um, oh, yeah, there's a kitsune... In in Animal Crossing, he sells me bad paintings. I can't... Courtney. What? I cannot believe we what? have gone this entire episode without talking about Pocket Camp. That's because I've been playing it throughout the episode, Allison. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, man. I just built a new camp and everything. You piece of shit. <laughs> Wait, I gotta talk to my elephant. Ugh. Here's some bugs, elephant, just for you. Who's your favorite villager? Camper. Okay, well, I just got ketchup. The duck, that is red, and he's got a little green leaf, so he looks like a cute tomato. Aww. Also, there's an ostrich, and I love him. (laughs) I love, okay, Butch, I love Butch. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not so, I'm lukewarm on Butch. Oh, okay. Um, and I also love the little penguin that calls me Picante. Tex? 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 Is it Tex? I love yeah, Tex. Yeah, it's Tex. I'm, I love he's him in so my, much. He, I, I have him in my camp just so I can get his cool uh, Letterman jacket. Oh, is that how you get it? Yeah, so... Yeah. Now, sorry, guys, this is Pocket Cap Corner. Uh, so you have to level him to level seven, and then he gives you his Letterman jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want it so bad. So I've been working that penguin oh very hard so I can get his sweet letterman jacket. I just switched from a modern camper to the old fashioned camper. Yeah. Pretty fresh look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lumberjack skin for that one too, huh? Nice. I'm gonna, oh, so good. Anyway, <laughs> you're stalling. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I'm going to go with my first assumption that it has to do with Japanese fox spirits. Okay. And I'm going to say this episode is going to be pretty racist. (laughs) Awesome. Tell me in what way, in what way. I think there's going to be a trickster spirit involved, possibly possessing people. Uh Uh-huh. And I think it's going to have to do probably... I'm lowballing here. I think it's probably going to have to do with Japanese <laughs> I mean, immigrants. Please. Okay. You know what? Do it. I yeah. will give you that half point. If there okay. is someone who is vaguely Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so a half point for a trickster spirit um, and a yes. half point for Japanese immigrants. I love it. <laughs> okay, Courtney. Tell me okay. how these fine folks can get in touch with us. Okay, you can contact me. I'm Buddy Boy on Pocket Camp. (laughs) We should post... Hey, Allison, we should post our friend numbers. Yes, we definitely should. Okay, we'll post those. What are you on Pocket Camp? What's your name? Uh, My name's Ace. Aww. (laughs) And you're really cute with your little glasses. I'm extremely cute. You can also find us on the Facebook where we're going to post all the X-Files news and weird happenings and our pocket camp camps. Uh, That's just double X-Files spelt out. Uh, You can also just go XX-Files podcast. That will work too. Uh, You can find us at Twitter, double X-Files spelt out, double. You can find us at Tumblr, fuck yeah, double X-Files. And if you... Friends, have your own pocket camp. 
or if you have some experiences with life with Louie that you want to talk about, or if you have more information about the toxic lady, Gloria Ramirez, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out D-O-U-L-B-E. No. How do I spell double? D-O-U-B-L-E. Got it. That's it. (laughs) I'm going to jump in and do a little self-promotion, if it's okay. Please do. Uh, as some of you may know, my novel is coming out December 25th. Um, oh. It's called Run in the Blood. It's a very gay fantasy. And um, <laughs> may I say, Allison, my favorite type of fantasies. Mm, yeah, mm, it's got to be yes. gay. Got to be, mm-hmm. gay. Gotta be uh, gay. And um, I'm going to let you guys know as soon as the pre-orders go up for it, because I'm super excited. But uh, yeah, it's a it's been a passion project for me. And I'm really, really excited for it to be released into the world. Yeah, you actually posted up the front cover on our Twitter, yeah? Yeah, I did. Cool, cool, cool. It looks dope as, like, Allison, you might BBF, uh, wait, BFF, 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 and I'm not going to shit, but I'm not going to, like, shit on your, shit on your screen door sort of thing. Uh, That font and that front cover looks dope as fuck. I, uh, you know what? When people like comment and say that it looks like a real fantasy cover, that's the greatest compliment to me because that's all I wanted. Because that, I don't know, is like A.E. Ross, J.R. Tolkien, G.R.R., <laughs> the guy who wrote Game of Thrones. I think you mean uh, J.R. Tolkien? <laughs> yes, for 20, friends. <laughs> Smoke it. Those hobbits did smoke the ganj, though, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, in order to keep up with all that news, check us out on the social media. I did forget to mention, because it's my favorite thing that you've been doing, our Instagram, Double X Files, double spelled out. You've been posting some of your family slides that are real weird. <laughs> yeah, my family, I'm going through my family slide collection for my dad, and, and there's some odd stuff in there. I think my favorite one so far is um, my oldest brother's Baby shower, there is a man dressed as a bird handing my dad a cabbage. I don't know what that's about. Um, so anything weird that I come across, it seems like an X-File I'm posting to our Instagram. You forgot that Odin was also, and Poseidon was also invited to that baby shower? Yeah, they were there too. It was real weird. <laughs> Courtney Comox is a delight <laughs> in the 80s. Okay, well, I'm ready to go upstairs and watch some Life with Louie and cry. Okay. apparently that's what you do. And also play some pocket camp. Nice. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is, is out there. there. <laughs> Just put in the uh, Animal Crossing music. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do.